Coming up on this episode of Up for Debate, we're talking awards, and not just any awards, the awards important people win, like the Academy Awards. We'll talk about the history, the nominees, we'll talk about do awards even matter? I don't know. It's going to be an award-winning episode of Up for Debate, so stick around because it's going to start right now. This is Up for Debate, episode number 73, recorded February 2nd, 2017, and the award goes to myself and Matt. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate. I'm Sean Jenks, joined, as always, by our, uh, I don't know, best foreign film, Matt Mariani. Oh, okay. I'll sure. take that. Why not? Um, thank you very much, best dressed sean jennings oh boy i always love we'll, we'll we'll get into a lot of the different oscar things but there are a few of um the awards they don't do anymore i'm including best title writing which is one i would best. which if i could win one would be pretty fantastic it was only presented once ever at the very first academy award so only one guy's ever won it wow that's they a pretty big accomplishment back. Best title. Well, they, back then, it wasn't it like silent pictures. They had title cards and shit. Like, who, I don't, I don't even know what that means. Oh, I, yeah. Is that what that, that is? Would be one worth, that would be worth looking up. I'd imagine. Best title. Did you say title reading or title writing? Writing. writing. Oh, writing. writing. Best title writing. Yeah. It was won by Joseph Farnham. Um. Let's see. Oh, he was also the very first Academy Award winner to die. It's also oh. a fun fact. Um, wow. he, so maybe that award was cursed. Ooh. No, no one no one else has won it. So, yeah, he won it, yeah, for doing title cards in silent films. Hmm. No wonder they don't give that one now, anymore. I wonder if they, like, you remember the, the movie The Artist? Yeah, absolutely. came out a couple years back. And Oscar I, I think winner. it won Best Picture, if I'm not mistaken. It sure did. Uh, I, I wonder, like, as, as a, as a really like coy promotion, they could have brought that category back just, and just had the artist nominated and and given it to, I don't know, maybe that would be too, like, too cheesy or maybe too much of like a clear endorsement or advertisement of the movie, but probably I I would have, I mean, it's, it's also like a really unique and avant-garde thing and i'm surprised the academy didn't do it because it's very like it's very them isn't it very them to create a whole category just for one movie for like a yeah i don't think that would fly yeah no they're they're too prestigious for that although you you will be happy to know that an award for best title design was actually proposed in 1999 and was rejected Hmm. so there you go Matt, we're talking about awards this evening. I wanted to mention a couple things before we dig into that. Um, and actually, we're going to do a movie draft update because we haven't done one in a while, and we've got some exciting things on that front. But first, to everyone out there, uh, thanks for watching. As always, we appreciate UpForDebate.tv is our website. Of course, we do this live Thursday nights at, I, I would say, 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central, but it depends on if Matt's internet's working, so roughly around there. But you should like the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash TV because it's always there. Um, and if you like us, it kind of flags you when we go live. Um, and while we're doing that, of course, our phone number is still always active. 508-644-TECH. That's 508-644-8324. You can call it anytime live during the show and join the conversation or leave us a voicemail after the fact and we'll listen to it then. Matt, I want to do a quick movie draft update. We haven't done one in a couple weeks here on the show. And we're almost done. There are only eight movies left. There's only um, a month left, if you can believe it. Oh, wow. It. Pretty crazy. It feels like it just started. Uh, you know, the winter just flies by, and we've got some exciting results here. Um, I guess we can start at the bottom and work our way up in terms of the totals at this point, as of today, uh, this February 2nd. Um, Dan Miller is in last with just a, I, I really don't want to pick on Dan, but a just completely abysmal $79.9 million. Poor Dan. He was, um, he was really banking on the uh, Patriots Day movie. Well, he didn't originally then, have that. That was a replacement. No, but I think he was. I think he was. Uh, I think he had a lot of a lot of hopes in that. Yeah, all he, dashed by Marky Mark. He did, and you know, I found out today. Um, <laughs> his last movie in the draft, God Particle, um, has actually been pushed out to October, so he's getting another replacement <laughs> movie. Uh, and they're very slim picking, so I don't know. I gave him some options. I don't know what he's going to get, but it's not going to be pleasant. So sorry, Dan. 
You really blew it. Um, in fifth place, Mike with 176 million. In fourth, Colby with 448. Sarah in third with 502. And then our top two, very interesting here, Matt. We have you in second place with 570. And Phil in first place with 624. And this is interesting because, you know, you have four movies. He has three, but he really only has one good one, Rogue One. That accounts for, you know, 80% of his dollars. Um, But he's still ahead of you at this point. The thing is, you're the only one between the two of you who has a movie left, Lego Batman. Yeah. Now, when is is Lego Batman coming Uh, out? Middle of the month. uh, The 10th, actually. So next weekend. Okay. We'll see how that does. Well, you only That's need to clear a, about fifty impressive. million, so I think you're going to win. I got to yeah. be honest with you. It's uh, definitely an, an impressive showing on 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 Rogue One. I mean, I think we we knew it was going to be a uh, box office hit, but I mean, this is a pretty big hit. Yeah, it's kind of amazing to me, honestly. If Phil, of course, it's hard to know now, but Phil only paid fifty five million for it, which, in the grand scheme of the of the of the league is not an outrageous price. If he had spent the other $45 a little bit better, he could have won. Um, he just had nothing else. Like if he had gotten rogue one and just won, you know, that 45 bucks could have bought him trolls or fantastic beasts or, you know, he just needed rogue one and one other big movie and he would have had it. So yeah, it'll, it'll be tight, but you, Matt, I got to say, I don't, I still am baffled to this day how you got the biggest, this group, it's because you got the big Marvel movie, the big Harry Potter movie, the big animated movie, and the big Oscar movie. Yeah. How the hell did you do that? It's easy when you think about it. I mean, <laughs> I just, I bribed everybody else in the, the draft. That, well, you bribed me, the auctioneer, right? Yeah. Well, that's really, you only need to bribe one person, and that's the guy <laughs> that's running the draft. So. <laughs> it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy to me. Um, very interesting. And Matt, you'll also be interested to know, do you know the best value of the draft so far? Best value? Um, isn't it the value of friendship? That we're all coming together to do this as friends? That's the best value of the draft. Oh, Lord. Oh, boy. Oh, God. No, the best value... <laughs> Good God, no. The best value of the draft was actually Sing. Colby, um absolutely blew it away with that one he made uh, he only paid 17 bucks and it's the second highest grossing of the whole winter was that the that's the uh the cartoons doing the the like american idol thing yeah yeah american idol the voice thing yeah yep. made more than dr strange more than fantastic beast more than moana it's, it's the highest grossing behind uh rogue one so and only for 17 bucks not bad Pretty good deal. Good value there. So we'll keep an eye on that as the winter progresses. Uh, The last movie is Logan coming out on March 3rd, but the season actually ends at the end of March, so Logan has some time to make money. Um, And we'll keep you updated here on the show and also on our website at upfordebate.tv slash movies. All right, Matt. Let's talk about some different movies. Actually, it's really kind of some of the same movies uh, because we've got La La Land, Manchester by the Sea are uh, are in our draft. But let's talk for a second about the Academy Awards. Are you? Do you normally watch the Academy Awards? Um, I would say I try to. I, I wouldn't say that I've I've definitely watched every Academy Awards to date. Um, but I I like watching them. I like watching part of them. I don't know if I I would. I don't stick around for the whole thing. I'll be honest. I I kind of like to tune in really just to see who who wins Best Picture. If I'm up that late not doing something else yeah but they're they're usually also the beginning i like the little opening skits that they've done in the past um who was it billy crystal was really good at those when he Mm -hmm. used to host sure yeah absolutely Um, oh matt you're you're a little chunky there Nope, we're losing you. He's just really think he's thinking hard. Not not quite sure what the scoop is with that, but I will say that um, you know, the Academy Awards for me are just I don't know, they're not they're not fun. They're just long. You know, the, 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 the shortest Oscars ever were actually the first one. It only lasted 15 minutes. The longest ever, four hours and four minutes. 
Um, so you can see how bloated it's really become. Um, and to be yeah. honest, it's going to be so painful this year, specifically this year. Why is that? Because every friggin' celebrity is going to have some goddamn Trump thing in their speech. Oh, every, that's right. And it's going to be all of them. And they're, everyone's going to try to be better than all the others. And they're going to go on and on. And the Academy's not going to want to cut them off because it's a political thing. And it's going to be just the whole night is just going to be that. Very painful. Not fun. So I'm not looking forward to that. Which is a shame because J- Jimmy Kimmel is hosting and he did a really excellent job with the Emmys last year. Um, I thought it was one of the best because I usually watch the Emmys actually more than I watch the Oscars just because I'm more of a TV guy. But um, I thought he was one of the best hosts they had had in years and he was fantastic. So I'm excited. I think he's going to be funny, but it's just like I'm going to I'm probably going to tape it and fast forward through a lot of it probably. That's probably a good call. I mean, you also have the 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 birth of the the giant amount of celebrities that have passed away. It seems in oh, the in memoriam. So yeah, uh, that that's not gonna that's gonna be a long one and not fun. You know, the in memoriam, by the way, um, actually was added in 1993. Was it because of a specific person? Not that I can, not according to Wikipedia. Although, uh, fun fact, we're going to sprinkle some fun facts throughout the whole show here. Um, The 1968 Academy Awards was postponed for two days because of the assassination of uh, Martin Luther King, and the 1981 Academy Awards were postponed for one day after the shooting of President Ronald Reagan. Hmm. Fun facts there for me. Well, there you go. Some there you fun go. facts. Some fun facts. And there are a lot of fun facts because, uh, you know, uh, Matt, the uh, the Emmys uh, first occurred in 1929. Uh, it was first broadcast to radio in 1930 and not televised until 1953. This year will be the 89th Academy Awards. A total of over 3,000 Oscars have bat- been awarded since the inception of the award. Wow. Um. Now, what's the what? It, you said the first ever award show was only fifteen minutes long. Yes, because most people um, actually knew ahead of time that they had the winners were actually announced three months before the ceremony. They base and it wasn't televised; it wasn't on radio. They basically just went up, got their awards, and went home. Oh, did they give a speech? Quick speech or no? no well, well they must minutes, have been probably. quick. I mean, they. I was looking yeah. at the list. They only did about twelve awards, so I mean, they must have been really quick speeches. Hmm. I wonder at what point, what year did you say was the first televised? Was it 53? 53. First televised Academy Awards? Yep. I wonder what prompted that, that, uh, like that transition. Yeah. 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 The idea. Yeah, well, I would say back in that time, I, I would say part of it was probably the, not tabloid culture, but I just think it was a, a, a an America's larger interest in the mechanics of Hollywood. It wasn't just about going to the theater and watching movies. You cared, started to care about how movies were made, um, which I don't think was as true back in 29. Also, television broadcast technology, too. I mean, you got to remember, in 29, they were winning for silent films. So the broadcasting technology got a lot better. Matt, could you do me a favor and turn your video off for me? You got it. All right. We're going to see if that helps fix your sound a little bit, because we can't hear you and you're breaking up, but that's okay. Um... The Oscars, the Academy Awards, um, as they are known. Matt, do you know that in order to be considered for an Academy Award, your film must be feature length, which is defined as a minimum of 40 minutes, except for you know short subject awards. And it must exist on either 35 or 70 millimeter film print or in 24 or 48 frames per second digital cinema format with a minimum projector resolution of 2048 by 1080 pixels. Which means what you shoot on your iPhone cannot be nominated for an Academy <laughs> Award. 
But I had no idea that there was a standard format. So I guess Vine will never uh, – well, Vine isn't – doesn't really exist anymore, right? <laughs> no, you're right. Vine doesn't exist anymore. But you can so, go for an Emmy. You know, there are Emmys for digital content for web series. Um, so that would probably be yeah. your award. Yeah, all the YouTubers out there. Oh, don't say that. I you you I you know I don't say that. Ugh, that's <laughs> damn it. YouTube generation. Ugh, YouTuber. If I ever get called a YouTuber, Matt, please kill me. YouTuber. 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 Now, um, what was I going to say? The Academy Awards, Matt, did you know that during World War II, the Oscars were actually made of painted plaster for three years because of a metal shortage during the war? Following the war, the Academy invited those recipients to redeem those figures for the actual gold-plated metal ones. Huh. Um, I feel like we're, we're, we might be heading in that same direction. Maybe, maybe pretty soon the Academy Awards will be holograms instead of gold. I don't think that's a thing. Hologram Academy Award. Maybe it'll be digital, digitally recreated awards. Well, you know, nowadays they don't use, um, because it's based on the original, the statue is the same statue it's always been. It's based on the original design from 28. Um, but what they've done is they don't use the original molds. They actually did a 3D scan of the original and use that to create new 3D printed molds. So there's a lot of new technology that goes into making those statues. Hmm. Now, what is the statue? Uh, I'm sure in your research you came across this somewhere. What is the statue supposed to represent? That is a really great question. Um, the model for the stat, you mean that like the person that's standing there? Yeah. Um, it's said to be Mexican actor Emilio Fernandez, um, who was one of the most prolific film directors in the golden age of Mexican cinema in the 40s and 50s. Um, now, why him? I don't know. Um, I, it doesn't specifically say. It just says that that's the sculptor who... Um, the sculptor chose it, so. So that's what they based it off. Correct. Now, oh, an interesting fun fact you probably don't know um, is that the um, it, it, the the statue, the uh, the Academy Award statue, is standing on a um, like where his feet are. You don't really see this unless you get real close to the award. But he's standing on a film reel with five spokes. And those spokes represent the original branches of the Academy. Actors, writers, directors, producers, and technicians. Oh. Hmm. Fun fact. Fun fact. We're just full of them. Well, we're full of something. I can definitely appreciate that one as someone who used to make trophies. That's right. I forgot you worked at a trophy store. Oh, trophy sometimes manufacturer. I, sometimes I forget to. That must be a and real bright spot good. on your resume. <laughs> do, do, I, I bet people ask you about that. Trophy, yeah, it's that is that is an interesting job. That was probably the most interesting job um, I have had pre-teaching. Yes, trophy manufacturer, trophy, trophy guy, trophy manufacturing. Matt, are there any are there any like secrets to making tro like what's like how does how do how, what's the best way to make a tro like I don't know anything about trophies. Uh, the best way to make the trophy is to know Excel. Surprise! That's what surprised me the most. We did a lot of work with Excel. Um, basically, the engraving is made it, like it starts on an Excel spreadsheet mm -hmm. that you get from the customer. Um, or or if they send it into a different format, you usually wind up converting it to an Excel spreadsheet anyway. Um, and that is because you can format, the, especially if it's a long list of names with, with many different people, you can format it into different columns and things um, most efficiently in Excel. Right. Then you just got to tell the you got to tell the laser program to what shoots the lasers at the gold, uh, what you want it to shoot, and then it shoots it. 
Well, it sounds very technical. It, it's, yeah. Um, it, it can get pretty technical. Uh, I would very much like to have one of those machines handy at my house. Oh, yeah. I don't know what I do with it yet, but I, I think I have, a, I have a couple of ideas. Yeah, so. I, I was always jealous because, uh, of course, back when I was in Pittsfield um, working there, they they had our, our big development center and they had all these giant manufacturing machines like the the big CNC machines and the big water jet, you know, that could like call all kinds of metal and crazy shit and the, the big 3D printers and all like this crazy technology. And I'm like, I want to make stuff with it. I want to play with it. You tell me I can just you can just program the computer. It'll make anything. That's so cool. I want I want to make a hundred of these. Um, <laughs> and you know, like they, they 3d printed a bicycle. I'm like, this is great. How do I get to do this? So, um, so I, I, I hear you sadly. I don't think I have enough space or, you know, I'd, I'd be like, Oh wow, this machine's really cool. They're like, yeah, they had a train, a whole train, bring it in. I'm like, Oh, how much did this cost? They're like, you don't want to know. <laughs> They're like, nice. it's, too, it's so expensive. We didn't even buy it. Uh, we're leasing it. And I'm like, all right, well that's, I'll let you have it then. Um, now Matt, did you know that since 1950, the people who win Academy Awards kind of don't own them? Like, have you ever wondered why no one has ever sold their Oscar? Why you can't just buy an Oscar? Yeah, I, uh, I guess I've never wondered that, but now I'm definitely That's because 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 that. is, is that a true fact? It is. Since 1950, the Academy has made every winner sign an agreement in order to get your statue. You agree that you or your heirs, and you know, should you die in the future, if you decide to sell the statue, you must first offer it to the Academy for $1. Now, the Academy can turn it down, and you can sell it on the open market. Of course, they never do. Um, if you refuse to sign that agreement, you don't get your statue. Interesting. Now, I wonder course, why that is. Pre-1950, um, some have sold. Um, most famously, Orson Welles' 1941 Oscar for Citizen Kane was sold um, in 2011 for $861,000. Um, um, there's only one individual who has actually sold his own Oscar um, for the money, and that's in 1992, Harold Russell, um, who won it in um, 1946 for Best Supporting Actor, actually sold his for $60,000 uh, to pay for his wife's medical expenses. He holds the distinction of being the only person to have done that. Wow. I'm assuming because, I mean, I can't blame him. It makes him, A, extremely valuable, and B, it's, you know, that seems like a good idea on behalf of the Academy. They they want to keep track of them, and, you know, if, if if the people don't want them, then the Academy wants them. So I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I get it. I get that. Makes sense to me. Um, so the Academy Award, I'm wondering if there's ever been, like has there ever been someone who's refused the Academy Award or boycotted the the getting the award or Matt maybe hasn't shown up many times many many certainly more than once and if you give me a second I will scroll to the part of the Wikipedia article that will tell me um who did because I just read this the other refusing the award um Several have done it. The first to do so was Dudley Nichols, who won for Best Writing in 1935. He boycotted the ceremony because of conflicts between the Academy and the Writers Guild. George C. Scott did it in 1970 for Best Actor in Patton, um, saying he didn't want any part of it. The third, most famously, was Marlon Brando, who actually refused his Best Actor award for The Godfather, citing the film industry's discrimination and mistreatment of Native Americans. Most famously, at the ceremony, he sent... Um, an actual Native American individual, uh, Sashin Littlefeather, to go up on stage on his behalf, refuse the award, and then read a speech detailing his criticisms towards the film industry. Wow. I think I I remember reading that somewhere, actually. An iconic moment in Oscar history. Indeed, yeah. Um, What was his beef with Native Americans? What was the deal with that? So Marlon Brando became involved with the American Indian movement in the early 70s. 
Um, and he um, he decided to, to use the opportunity to make a statement about Wounded Knee. He was just generally just saying that American Indians weren't portrayed properly um, in, in film and in television. Um, and at that time, there was a siege in 73 on... Um, Wounded Knee, a battle between the marshals and the the FBI and the American Indian movement, and that's a whole other thing. But um, but it was a controversy happening at that time. Okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a chance, go see if you can after this. Go to YouTube and watch a clip of it. It's a it's a very awkward moment. <laughs> that and the famous Oscar streaker. When was that? Did you know? Do you know that story? No, an Oscar streaker, like like on a like how they have in like soccer fields. Yeah, absolutely. His name was Robert Opal, and during the forty sixth Academy Awards in nineteen seventy four, he snuck backstage posing as a journalist, and he ran past um, actor David Nevin while he was introducing Elizabeth Taylor in the middle of the show. He just ran right past him, um, absolutely naked. Wow. Hmm. Did he have anything like? There's nothing like painted on him, like go Oscars or you know, like <laughs> what do you mean go Oscars? No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't, I don't believe so. Sometimes with like soccer and soccer games, they have like stuff painted on their butt or something. So just naked. Here, I'll put up on screen for the folks watching the video version. Um, they'll get to uh, to see the the streaking clip. Um, and he just kind of just, you don't actually see his junk on camera and he runs, but you see him, but he just runs behind him very quickly. Um, so you don't actually get to see too much, but it is a, a hilarious, hilarious, awkward how moment. Did, how did somebody like that get to the Oscars in the first place? I mean, like I can understand, you know, a drunk football fan running out onto the pitch, but like, it, you know, it's funny too. It's had before pretty close event. I would imagine. Well, you would think, but I read a story. This was a couple of years ago of a man who like his hobby was trying to get into events and on stage at events. And he actually famously, Oh, see now I'm just going to keep Googling stories, but, um, um, he actually one year got, up on stage with one of the um, with the best picture group, and he actually walked up on stage. This was some random guy, um, who just just managed. To, he's just really good at talking his way into these things. He's done it at sporting events and at award shows. And one year, he actually went up on stage with the whole group for one for the best picture Oscar. Wow! But I can't remember his name. He just got up there and like kind of blended in, and they they all just thought he was part of the uh, part of the team. Well, they're also excited; they're not paying attention to who's up who's up on stage. Well, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect them to, but so that's that's pretty funny. Yep. Hmm. So there you go. Well. Do you have any predictions for this year's Oscars? Oh, Matt, that's so. Let me ask you, Matt. Have you seen any of this year's nominees? I actually have. Um, in, are we, we're talking about Best Picture, I assume. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, last weekend, I went and saw Hidden Figures. Oh, the uh, the film about the ladies who worked at NASA, which is probably a I, crappy summary. Yeah, I, I I believe if if given my prediction, I would say that Hidden Figures is going to is just going to smash that category. No, um, I think it's going to be between that and La La Land. No, because I think La La Land's been getting some. I don't even know if it's nominated, but they 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 swept the Golden Globes. No. No, so just so I'm clear, Matt, you're saying the one movie you've seen out of the best picture list you assume is going to win because you've seen it. Not because I've seen it, but because it's it was clearly made to win the Oscars. Well, so was La La Land. Even more so. I mean, it's a movie about Hollywood. To be fair, I, I have absolutely no idea what La La Land Oh, Land's good lord. About. So, Matt, let's see how many of the best picture nominees you can name. 
No, that was it. I can only name those two. Hidden figures in La La Land. All right. I'm, well, I'm assuming that uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is not nominated. You know, somehow it, Captain America Civil War <laughs> didn't make it. X-Men Apocalypse. None of these for some reason Yeah. made it onto the list. Although there was a big push to get Deadpool on the list. Didn't make it, though. No, your, your Best Picture nominees this year, of course, La La Land, Arrival, starring uh, Amy Adams there. Oh, uh, I saw the, the, with, with With the alien, the... The yeah, space so Arrival was very good. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed Arrival. Absolutely it's not going to win. Has no. no shot, but it was a great movie. Um, Lion. I don't know what that's about. I'm assuming a lion. Would you Would you be surprised to learn you're you're horribly wrong? What? No, it's um. I actually don't know what it's about either. It takes place in India. So I don't, I I couldn't tell you what it's about, but it's not going to win. Um, also nominated is Fences, which is the Denzel Washington, um, okay. movie he di- he directed, um, in about 1950s Pittsburgh and uh, things that happened there, dramatic things. A uh, Hacksaw Ridge, which uh, with Andrew Garfield, directed by Mel Gibson, the war movie. Hell or High Water, which is the uh, the Western film. Of course, Hidden Figures. Manchester by the Sea, um, starring uh, the, the Casey Affleck. And uh, Moonlight, yep. uh, which is the uh, the story of a, of a gay African-American gentleman, um, heavily nominated as well. So tell me your what is your personal pick for this category? Well, I haven't seen any of these movies, so I can only tell you what I've read in magazines and on the internet. That La La Land has the best shot. Um, Moonlight probably has the second best shot, um, and it's really kind of between those two. With La La Land having a clear lead, I don't know. I I'm, I'm not discounting La La Land at all, but I, I I'm still holding out. I'm still going to say Hidden Figures. I'm still going to say that's going to be the one. No, sadly, no. And I don't even think it'll win any of the acting awards either. No, I doubt that very much. But I just think that uh, the Academy makes a lot of decisions based on social climate. And at least these days. Um, And things that they think will give them the best public image. And I think that Hidden Figures is that movie. Although your description of Moonlight sounded very much, I, th- I think very much poss- very Oscar-y indeed. Well, yeah. you got to remember, Matt, the Oscar voting body, which is about 3,000 people. No, it's about six, it's closer to 6,000 people, is overwhelmingly white, overwhelmingly male, and overwhelmingly old. But also overwhelmingly liberal. True, but old, hearkening back to the age of musicals, <laughs> they're going to like a musical. You got to remember Chicago won a few years, that is many true. years ago. That is true. Um, I, I forgot. It's, based, it's based in Hollywood and talking about how wonderful Los Angeles is, where they all live. <laughs> um, I just don't see them going for the African-American ladies NASA movie. Yeah, well, how did... Then how? Explain to me how. Um, what was the movie a couple years back that won? Ten Years a Slave. How did that win? Tw- it was Twelve Years a Slave. It was a slave longer than that. Um, and uh, don't forget those extra two years. No, Twelve Years a Slave. Um, did that win the Best Picture that year? Maybe I'm thinking of the Golden Globes. I thought it won. Best it won. Picture. It won acting awards, but I don't. You might be right. I thought the one best picture that year. That was like what two years ago, or was no, that last? No, no, that was that was a couple years ago. Mm. Um, let's see, film. Yeah, the film came out in 2013, which would have made it the 2014 Oscars. So three years ago. All right, so three years ago. Um, oh, it did win best picture. Yeah, how did that one sneak in there then? Well, I, I don't. Well, I, to like- be honest, I don't remember what it was up against either. I'm going to stand by Hidden Figures. I think that I, La La Land and Moonlight 
they definitely have. Yeah, but that was a week. That was a week year, though, because 12 Years a Slave was up against American Hustle, which wasn't really a good Oscar movie. Captain Phillips. Dallas Buyer, <laughs> the Buyers Club, maybe. Gravity wasn't going to win. Her wasn't going to win. Nebraska wasn't going to win. Philomena wasn't going to win. Wolf of Wall Street wasn't going to win. That was an easy one. I don't know. I thought Wolf of Wall Street had a pretty good shot for a while. It was too mainstream. Yeah. They don't they don't give it to I mean, you look at this year's list of nominees. I guess Arrival would really be the only one you could say would be a lot of people saw. What was that? Is a lot of the only one on that list that tons of people saw? Yeah, that's oh, the most mainstream. People saw, I think tons of people saw La La Land. Well, they have now because of the Oscar stuff. You're right. I would agree with you that. But that's also why it's kind of leading. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge, I think some people saw. Nobody really saw Fences. No one saw Hell or High Water. Hidden Figures didn't do particularly great. Lion, no one saw. Manchester by the Sea, no one saw. Moonlight, I don't think anyone saw. So, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying the musical Ode to Hollywood is probably going to win the Oscar. I don't think that's don't a know. crazy suggestion. It might be a little too obvious, though. It might be a little bit clearly, like clearly Oscar bait. No, I don't. I don't think it could be surprising like that. I mean, La La Land tied the record for nominations this year. The most nominations tied with Titanic. What is this movie? It's go. I, I, I. The only people I know who've seen it have all liked it. I'm not saying I would necessarily like it. Uh, La La Land was nominated, of course, for Best Picture, also Best Director, Best Actor in Ryan Gosling, Best Actress in Emma Stone, and uh, for two Best Original Songs um, as well. It also won in every category it was nominated for at the Golden Globes with a record-breaking seven wins. You know what I think, Sean? What? I think the Oscars needs a worst picture category. Well, they have that. You know, Matt, there is a separate award. Are you familiar with the Razzie Awards? I have heard of the Razzies. That, but that's – isn't that done by Rotten Tomatoes? Um, they can I don't know if they actually – I don't know who, like, runs it. Um, it was co-founded by UCLA film graduates and film industry veterans. So I don't think it's – it's not associated with Rotten Tomatoes. But, I thought it was. But this year it's the 37th. I mean, it's been around for quite a long time. So I yeah I have heard of the the Razzies and um so do they do they pick like an overall worst that's not something you could watch right you can't like I tune it on to NBC to see the word the the Razzies like worst movie awards I don't know um maybe that's a it good, is well I would think like like they like stream it online you're right I don't yeah, think anybody say, would that sounds more like a streaming thing anybody would do that um like for example last year for worst can you guess last year's worst picture nominees last year's worst I don't, picture I don't think they've come out yet this year I gotta look what came out last year um oh oh Pete's Dragon um, was Pete's Dragon on the list oh I do have I do have this year's Okay. All right, let me take a look here. So worst picture... Oh, no, this is... Wait, is this... Yeah, no, this is this year. So worst picture this year. Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Yes. Dirty Grandpa. <laughs> Gods of Egypt. If you remember that one. Uh, Hillary's yeah. America, The Secret History of the Democratic Party, which I'm told is quite a hilarious propaganda film. Um, Independence Day Resurgence. And Zoolander number two. I'm actually really happy with that list. That's uh, it's pretty fantastic. solid. Every every single one of those deserves deserves a Razzie. Fantastic. Now let's see if we can get because they also they also do really funny like worst prequel remake ripoff or sequel, including Alice Through the Looking Glass, Batman v Superman, Fifty Shades of Black. Um, Independence Day Resurgent, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows, and Zoolander number two. Huh. A lot of fun. So do they do things like worst writing, worst directing? Yeah, they have worst screenplay and, uh, and worst, uh, I don't know if, they, yeah, they do worst director. Um, it's all, it's all basically the same movies we've talked about, although Tyler Perry is nominated for Boo! A Medea Halloween. <laughs> Worst screenplay also includes Suicide Squad as well as some of these others. 
Wow. That's a, that was a pretty uh, big movie for them to call it, call it out like that. Although I guess they do that with all the movies. Like, they, they do. It's pretty fun. Now, do they have the people there to accept these awards? Not normally, but I know, like, famously, um, a- occasionally the star will show up. I know, what was the... Um, Holly Berry famously showed up to win her award, I think, for Catwoman. Oh. Um, but for the most part, no, they don't... Uh, they they don't they, they don't up. they don't usually show people who, list of people who have accepted their award in person. Um, let's see. Yeah, Tom Green um, won in five categories in two thousand one for Freddie Got Fingered. He accepted. Ben Affleck accepted for Geely. Um, yeah, Holly Berry for Catwoman. Sandra Bullock accepted for All About Steve. Um, which was funny because I think that was the same year she won. Actually, the night after she won Worst Actress in All About Steve, she won the Academy Award for Best Actress in The Blind Side, which is quite funny. <laughs> yeah. So. Well done. There you go. Now, the real question is, Matt, is Mel Gibson going to win for Best Director this year? Because he is nominated. Um, for the answer Hacksaw is no. Ridge? The answer is no, he won't. Uh, I did not see Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw or Hacksaw? Hacksaw. Hacksaw Ridge. I did not see the movie, so I cannot um, make any... Yeah, that's the problem. Games. If you don't see the movies, it's it's not as fun. I did not see Mel Gibson's movie. How about this map? Not see... Yeah, I, I got it. I was just going right by it. Um, <laughs> best animated feature film, Matt. Um, jeez. So you might be able to. You might There's know some of these. Quite a lot. So I think, Kubo and the game. this year Kubo and the Two Strings, Moana, mm-hmm. The Red Turtle, My Life as a Corget, and Zootopia. Not Secret Life of Pets. No, that movie was terrible, Matt. What? What? What do you mean terrible? Absolutely terrible. So many people went to go see that movie. That almost it almost a won lot of, the, lot, the whole pool for me. A lot of people have seen a lot of terrible movies. <laughs> uh, so I've only heard of Moana. Oh, God. Zootopia? You haven't heard of Zootopia? That was huge when no. that came out. No idea. Oh Zootopia. God. Um. So Moana's probably going to win that category, I would think. Right? That's pretty sure bet. Pretty safe bet there. Uh, I actually don't know. Because Utopia was very popular and very well-reviewed. Um, so who knows? That's always been... I mean, do you, fun fact, do you know the first... Oh, was Zootopia the movie with the fox and yes, the rabbit? Yes, I love that movie. Oh, good Lord. That movie was excellent. You're out of control. That movie was fantastic, Sean. Did you have you seen that movie? Yes, I, I, I did see it. I enjoyed it a lot. I think it could absolutely great, win. Great I didn't see any I, of the others. For some reason, in my mind, I was thinking of the Madagascar movies. Oh, those were not the Penguin, and where uh, David Schwimmer plays a zebra. I hated those movies, but no, Zootopia was great. Oh my god, it was it was awesome. I need more movies like that in my life. Yeah, you'll be interested to know that the Best Animated Feature Award was added in 2001. It's actually pretty recent. Um, Since then, uh, Pixar has won eight times. Uh, DreamWorks has won twice. Disney has won twice. um, And a few others have won once. Now, which movie was it? That won the very first. Ooh, let's uh, see. Award. Let's see if you can guess. I don't agree with this, especially the movie it beat out. Okay. Two thousand one was the first year. Uh, it was. Let me think. It it's Shrek. It was Shrek. Very Shrek good. It, it beat out Monsters Inc., which I highly disagree with. It beat out Monsters Inc. Yes, it did. 
Yeah. Um. No, I I agree with that. Shrek was a better movie. No, it wasn't. Shrek I mean, was way better. It wasn't a bad movie by any stretch, but Monsters Inc. was way better. Nah, Shrek was definitely. Shrek better. was just a bunch of like fart jokes for two hours. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, listen. And pop though, culture references. That was the whole movie. The thing about Shrek that was unique that I think made it stand alone. I don't know if you know this, but the whole movie is basically a giant fu to Disney. No, I know, but 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 Matt, that's not an original. That's not an original. Like the whole movie but plays they, on but those. They hit it in such a clever way that like no one noticed it. No, everyone noticed it, Matt. That's the point. No, no and one like noticed. the whole movie doesn't have any original ideas. They just they make fun of the ideas, but that then ends up being the whole movie. So there are no but original it, it ideas takes, in that. It takes a fairy tale story and it puts it on its head. Versus an incredibly original, touching, and smart film in Monsters Inc. I could have written Shrek. None of those words should ever be applied to Monsters Inc. Oh my god, that movie is original and it is touching. And I don't (laughs) care what you say. It is, it's touching. I'm a monster and I store store screams in my tank. Oh my god, with Boo, the little little girl there, and and they have to save her and shit. That's a... You have no heart. No. You are are a heartless monster. That is true, I do not. But I thought that the best Pixar movie, probably Cars 2. Oh, all right. Now you're Fantastic. just now you're just trolling, buddy. You're just trolling, <laughs> and I don't appreciate it. Um, yeah. So we'll I have see to that, see who uh, wins this year. Spirited Away, Hayao Miyazaki won the best animated movie in 2002. It did. Following year, that's a, that was an amazing movie. Oh, and it, it had absolute crap to go against, though. Yeah, so that was a weak year. Ice Age, Lilo and Stitch. Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron? Yeah, that was a DreamWorks animation. That was one of their first. Oh man. So that was that was an easy uh, easy one there. And then Finding Nemo won it the following year. Beat out Brother Bear and the Triplets of Belleville, which was weird. That was a weird movie. Then you had uh The Incredibles, of course. Yeah. Um yeah, a lot of, a lot of. I mean, I, most of these I don't think are particularly surprising. I mean, twenty no, eleven's interesting because Rango won, but you look at what it was up against, and you're not well, at yeah. all surprised. I mean, if you think about it, how many Pixar movies have lost? Monsters Inc., Cars. Um, but I think that's pretty much it. Otherwise, assuming they had been nominated, they had always won. Some of them weren't nominated. Cars 2 wasn't nominated. Um, it seems like, yeah, it seems like as the years go on, more and more reach the final category. Like, you, you kind of start out with... Well, I think there's just more animation than there used to be. I mean, compare yeah, 2001 to now. Absolutely. You know, now now it's so cheap and easy, everyone can do it. Yeah, just well, not a everyone. quick observation there. We, we can't do it. <laughs> and we won't try. Because we know better. Um, My life as a zucchini was one of these movies. My yeah. life as a forget. Also titled My life as a zucchini. That is nominated this year for best animated foreign film. Life and film. it won't film because no, it won't win because no one's ever heard of it. And best animated film. All right. So there you any go. other Oscar predictions? You know, Matt, I you know, I don't that's a good question. Best makeup and hairstyling. I think it's probably gonna be Star Trek Beyond. Um But outside of that, Jackie Chan oh, is getting an honorary award. Oh. So that's pretty exciting. Um, but outside, um Lynn Manuel Miranda can complete his EGOT, because he's he hasn't won an Oscar yet, but he has won a Grammy, an Emmy, and a Tony. Mm. Um, he's up for best original song for Moana. Um, but outside of that, no, Matt, it's exciting. We can look forward to it in a couple weeks. I'm sure I'll watch some percentage of it, but I'm telling you, if those speeches get out of control, I ain't doing it. <laughs> uh, I'm changing the channel. Of course, there's no football to watch anymore, so nope. I don't. I don't Patriots know. Patriots ruined that for us. No, Matt, the season just always ends at the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's not like they had more games and 
I'm not sure you understand how that works. <laughs> um, well, but we'll look forward to that. And then we have the, uh, we've, I'm sure we've got more awards coming up. After. The Grammys are also in a couple weeks, although I don't think anyone really cares about the Grammys. Do they? No, I certainly don't. Your guess is as good as mine. I know I don't. Um, but But there you go. Good. Well, Matt, we're 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 done. That does it. If you could win one Grammy award, no, I'm sorry. If you could win one Academy award in your lifetime, which one would you want it to be? I would want it to be, well, if I can't have best title or best title card writing, um I would probably you have best title card writing. No, what you, what you want, I mean, it depends on what your goal is. If your goal is to get on stage and get the attention of winning the award, then you have to get an acting award. Because if you're in any of the, you know, like Best Picture or, you know, some of the more technical ones where a couple people goes up, you don't get as much speech or as much attention. So you really want either one of the best actors, maybe writing if you get it, you know, original screenplays tend to be more, you know, one person than adapted or Best Director. Probably, probably best original screenplay. Best original screenplay. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty, pretty cool award. Pretty cerebral award. Shows that you're a thinking man. It is, and I am a thinking man. Um, and I'd be in great company as well. Mel Brooks, of course, has a uh, has won an Oscar in this category, but so did Diablo Cody. So, uh-huh. what are you gonna do? Yep. God, I forgot about that. That was a weird one. But anyway, um, what about you, Matt? What would you win? Oh, best costume design. Best costume design. That's a pretty good one. They now televise that one. They didn't used to. So you do get to be on oh, TV. Is that one of the ones they like quickly mentioned off camera? Yeah, the ones where they do them like three in a row, all with like the same presenters, and they just bang up. Like it's like that makeup and production design, I think, and then they just like bang them out. They might even be the ones because they do the ceremony the day before, like the technical Oscars, and they just like say your name, but you don't actually get to do anything. Yeah. Best score would be pretty cool too. Best score, sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The music ones. Yep, you got a lot yeah. of good... Matt, you could do best foreign language film. I know you're very up on your various languages. Yeah, that could be fun. I feel like the, the, the options for those are always so bleak. Like, not, like they're, they're always like these movies that have like really sad, like heartfelt like plot lines. I don't know. Yeah, no, there are no fun foreign language films. <laughs> That yeah. that is true, but then again, how many fun Best Picture winners are there? That's true. I mean, That's comedies don't I usually mean, win that. I would say the artist. I'd make an argument for the artist. Um, yeah, La La Land, I think, is a good example. Is that a fun movie? See, I heard people say that was extremely sad. I heard. Well, I've heard it has its moments both ways. But I'm looking at like the recent winners. Yeah, most of them. Aren't Chicago maybe? Yeah, might be a. Yep, might be a little more fun. Schindler's List, not fun. <laughs> nope. not fun. Not not a real laugh factor. Yeah, not a lot of uh, real funny movies win. I've always thought, going back to the artist, I always thought there was a place for silent film. Like like a ca- like a category. Spring it back. Like I thought it was gonna usher in this resurgence of silent film. I, I thought it was a great movie and I, I think it's an untapped genre. Met, There's a lot of possibilities and potential to silent film. You are so wrong. It's staggering. No, look. The, the, the reason they originally had silent films wasn't because people like movies without people talking. It's because they didn't have the technology to do it. That's like well, you... I'm saying it nowadays, even though we have the technology to do it, I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a worthwhile medium to explore for future artists out there and future Matt, filmmakers. This is like bands who still put out their new albums on cassette tape. It's like, just don't do it. You're not helping well, anybody. Well, we always talk about how, what the film industry can do to adapt to a new era. Maybe looking back to the classics. Oh, yeah, because the millennials it's love great. silent movies. No, they'll hate them. But like indie people like me will love them. Oh, good God. 
I'll go out and see every silent movie well, ever go, made. Go make a silent movie, Matt. But in the meantime, I'll keep watching whatever the next Marvel movie is that's coming out. Can I make a bold request here, Sean? Sure. I think, I think we should do a silent episode of Up for Debate. Well, not if your video doesn't work, we can't. <laughs> that's kind of the first requirement. This is going to be just a still picture of you and a lot of movement from me. I guess that can't work at all if we're a podcast either. Because <laughs> yeah, probably not a good idea. It's a fun thought. Now we could do a musical episode. Mm. It'd be very avant-garde for us to do a, uh, a silent podcast or even a, yeah, a musical podcast would be pretty, that'd be pretty shocking to some people. Well, Matt, I'll leave you with our final uh, Academy Award fun fact, which all is right. that there is an award entitled uh, Academy Award for Best Original Musical. It is still in the rule books and is still an active award. However, there's nobody submits enough musicals to fill the category. It hasn't been awarded since 1984 when it was won by Purple Rain. And Wasn't mo- that a Prince song? Well, it was a movie. It was a Prince movie. Oh, okay. He, they made a whole movie about it, won the Oscar for that. Uh, but wow. in those final years, usually uh, you have to submit at least three musicals to fill the um, to fill the category. And they really, they haven't gotten that. Uh, not they since, haven't gotten that number. Since, not since eighty four, but it does still exist. So if someone submitted them, okay, you you could win it. So there you go, Matt. Write your musical, and you can win an Academy Award because they can't give it to anyone else because there's no other musicals. Interesting. Okay, this this is a, a fun it's little a loophole. summer project. Mm-hmm. Sneak yeah. it in. It is up for debate. The musical up for oh boy, it's a it's a frolicking good time <laughs> coming soon to Broadway. I can write a tragic song about how my Wi-Fi doesn't work. And yes, how, your big uh, solo number. <laughs> how shitty my internet connection usually is when we film these things. I think I think that's what America's been calling for. If I'm being honest, that's what the people want, and uh, by no means are we going to give it to them. Um, all right, Matt, that's it. We're done. We're out of time. We've gone a whole hour here, so we're going to stick a pin in it. A fun discussion, as always, talking about awards. Everyone, look forward to the Oscars coming to you on February 26th. Um, I do want to quickly remind everybody of a few things. Of course, our information up for debate.tv is our website. You can go there and get all our episodes, past, present, and future. They're not time sensitive. The old ones haven't expired. You can still go listen to them. Um, and they're all there on the website. All 72 of them, um, are there. Of course, you can subscribe to the show. Um, all the links to subscribe are on the website, but you can do it on, on all the different platforms from the video on YouTube to the audio on iTunes and Stitcher radio and wherever you get podcasts. Um, all the links are on the website, and of course, at Up for Debate TV on Twitter and Facebook.com slash Up for uh, Debate TV. If you go there and like us, you'll be notified when we go live. And if, lastly, the phone number 508-644-TECH. That's 508-644-8324. Call it anytime. Leave us a voicemail about your thoughts on the show. Um, and Matt, I'll tease one last thing because we just published um, a book. I know. Another adventure we don't need to go on. Um, well, you can do that <laughs> after you write the musical. No. We have gone ahead and done our final installment of our Fandolin quest on game nights, our Dungeons and Dragons. It's over 37 hours later. We've concluded it. The final episode is now live at game nights.tv. Go there, take a listen, watch it. It, I am telling you, no lie, no exaggeration. You should seriously take my word for it. You will be surprised by the ending. I personally guarantee it. Um, yes, or your money back. It's really an ending you don't want to miss. No, you the can't. The last miss. 10 minutes will have you... It will keep you guessing. Scratching your head. You will be on the edge of your seat. Just wondering now, how the heck did they do that? <laughs> that I couldn't have said it better myself. So check that out at GameNights.tv and look forward to next week when we publish the first chapter of our next quest, The Legend of Shaker Heights. You're not going to want to miss it, so check it out there. All right, Matt, that is it. We're done so let's say goodbye. We'll be back next time with uh, something to talk about. Who knows? Could be, could be anything. Could be a silent episode. It, it will not. Be, I promise you, it will not be. A, I, I will. I will make that commitment. It will not be a silent episode. But well, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about something. Super Bowl. Oh, that's right. We're gonna follow yeah. up on the Super Bowl. See how we did on our bets. Good plug, Matt. Look at you. You're paying. John's attention. gonna be live tweeting. I'm gonna try to be live tweeting as well. Oh my I goodness. 
Matt, this is... See, this is why exactly you need to be in charge of this stuff. At Up for Debate TV, you should start following it now. So during the mm-hmm. game, we'll be live tweeting the status of our bets and retweeting what I, myself and Matt tweet. Um, and so follow that account. It's the way to do it. And you're right. We will be back next week to talk about the Super Bowl, the game, the halftime show, what we liked, what we didn't like. And of course, most importantly, how we did on our prop bets and see if Matt can go uh, two years in a row here, start a dynasty um, with our Super Bowl prop bets. I'll be the uh, the Bill Belichick of the prop bet. Exactly, and I'll be the sleeveless uh, hoodies and three piece suits and all. And I'll be the Joe Flacco of uh, <laughs> of uh, an, an, an elite bet maker. Um, uh, okay. In air quotes. Um, but that is it. So we're gonna wrap it up here on behalf of Matt. This is Sean. Thanking all of you for joining us and saying we can't wait until next time to see you more for here. More great discussion here on Up for Debate. <laughs>